Hello and welcome to this week's Modern Firm Practices show. I've got a little bit of a bug in my bonnet or a bit of a bee in my bonnet this week, uh, and that is around the topic of know your numbers. Specifically for accountants, I get the irony, you're accountants, you just do numbers all day, but you don't even know your own numbers. It's a little bit like the builder with the unbuilt house. So you're talking to clients all day every day about their numbers, and you were pointing out to them what they should be doing or how you could work closer with them, help them improve their numbers, help them understand their numbers, set targets and track and measure and monitor around their numbers, but you're not doing it yourself. There's a lack of congruency there, even though it is the thing that you do. So let's have a look at some of them. You're pointing out to clients that, hey, we can help you put a budget in place and you should have a budget in place. We can help you turn that budget into a cash flow forecast. We can help you with cash improvement, but how many firms out there have their own cash flow forecast in place? And how many firms then update that regularly and run their own cash improvement? So we run a forecast, we identify perhaps we uh, do not have strong debtor and WIP management. So we're going to put a focus there because that is where a whole lot of our cash is tied up. Even planning, you're telling clients, hey, we need to do some planning. It could be business planning, it could be strategic planning, it could be planning even just around numbers. You're here, you wanna be there, let's plan that out a little bit from the investments you need to make, the available cash flows to aid that growth, and so on. You might be pointing out the margins, calculating margins, and then working with clients, helping them set goals around improved margins which could be around pricing and packaging and reducing costs and so on. But how close are you looking at that for yourself? Because I know that one there, pricing for accounts, they are horrendous at underpricing. And so your margins are super tight. Uh, another one is improving efficiency. So really getting more from you've, what you've got. The right people doing uh, the right things, using tech, using technology, using process, using systems to improve the efficiencies in the business. So you're telling all of your clients to do all of the above, but you're not doing it yourself. And you know you don't have clear targets in place. There's no KPIs, there's no growth targets, there's no improvement processes. So I don't need to sit here and give you a pep talk on knowing the numbers. You already know it, okay? So let's have a look at some of the things that you should be looking at and tracking. This is only gonna be a short and snappy episode because I'm making my point pretty clear. I'm sure you already get it. So let's just jump into it. If you're not already tracking them, this is what you need to be tracking at least monthly. Revenue. Okay, it's not a massive surprise. These are gonna be a few of the usuals. You wanna be looking at your gross profit as a dollar and as a percentage. Remember, accounting firm, professional firms, modern firms, direct salary, wages, and super are part of a cost of sale for you. You've got your overheads.
And then you've got net profit before partner salary as both a dollar amount and a percentage amount. Productivity. So you want to know on a monthly basis how productive you are as a fee earner. And if you've got multiple partners in the firm, you want to know what is the average productivity of a fee earner. And that is a percentage of time, how chargeable you are. So essentially, if, if it's at 70%, it's too high, but if it's 70%, that means 70% of the time, let's say it's a 40-hour work week, 70% of 40 hours you are spending on doing client work. So... fee earner and the team. So we want to know what the fee earners are, but then separately, we want to know, excluding the fee earners, how productive are the team? Because the fee earners need time to grow the business to, there's going to be a small admin function in there, and they're going to need to um, do business development and do a little bit of the high level, high margin work as well because the, the business isn't just going to grow itself and it needs to be led by the partners and they're generally the best people to do it. So the key there with productivity is making sure the fee owners are not too productive because otherwise they're not going to have time to run the business and grow the business while they're doing all the work. The key there is to make sure the team are you know, 75, 80% productive. The rest of it is general um, admin so productivity. Average hourly rates. Again, that is gonna show um, how well we are performing. If we're only working 40 hours in a week, we're looking at our revenue, we're looking at the size of the team, how much of that hits the clock at what price, we're gonna be able to see what the average rates are. Generally, when a firm starts to track this, they might say if they use charge-out rates, they will. If they don't use charge-out rates, they they will not know this, or they're guessing. But if they do use charge-out rates and they say, "Hey, we price at two hundred bucks an hour," this is never two hundred bucks an hour. It's like a hundred. Or I've seen seven recently. I saw seven, two people one seventy and one eighty, even though they charge at two hundred. So important to look at and to track regularly and to start obviously making improvements because these are KPIs, we want to improve them. Start changing processes, changing mindset, doing things a bit differently, maybe getting rid of low margin clients. I'll be touching on that in a sec. Also have a look at your revenue per FTE. FTE, full-time equivalent. So if you've got five full-time staff, you've got five FTE. What is the revenue divided by the FTE? That's a very simple calculation, but it shows how well the business is generating sales based on how many people there are. Uh, Another one, which is quick and easy, That might be getting cut off, but it says average client fee. So 
a lot of you might be thinking, but we've got clients that are part of client groups. Look at it as a client group. So if you've got a client group, some companies, some individual, just group them all together. What is the average client fee? Most, fee, most firms have very low average client fee. The reason is because they generally just provide one service that's a smaller service to one client once a year. So you could just run average client fee. You can just easily pull, pull the last 12 months worth of invoices. Okay, and then you can do a little bit of sorting uh, and a few calculations to determine, hey, per client, what is the average fee? Another quick way to calculate it is if you know how many client groups you've got, well then just use your revenue number and then work out what the average client fee is. A lot of firms wanting to grow, that's gonna be the key is that they can easily up the average client fee by uh, you know, a number of things, offering additional services, improving the price and improving the pricing um, because they're generally underpricing and not providing all of the services the client wants and needs to get to where they want to get to. Lastly, I'm rushing a bit, but it says number of goal setting meetings. So if you're wanting to improve your average client of fee, if you're wanting to improve the revenue of your business, if you want more clients or you want to maximize your existing clients, which is one of the pillars of modern firm practices is maximize existing clients, having more meetings with clients, client facing, getting out of clients, chatting to them. Don't chat about tax. Okay, yeah, we've got to do it, but don't make that the conversation every single time. Make the conversation around where do you want to go? What things do you want to achieve? Where are you facing problems? Where do you need a little bit of help? What's going on? How can we better help you? Would you like to see how I could help you with that? Would you like to see how we work with similar clients to you and why they're going like that and why you're plateauing sideways? Those sort of conversations and doing more of them is going to bring in more work if you're just having the conversation and making the suggestion. When they say they're struggling with cash time and time and time again, help them with a cash improvement program. If they're just all over the shop, they don't know whether they're coming or going, they probably need a little bit of planning. At a minimum, especially with business clients, you can suggest, hey, it's probably not the best that we only see each other once a year because you've got lots of problems and things going on in your business. It would be better if we caught up a little bit more regularly. What if we were to catch up once a quarter? It could be once a month for those that need more attention. Plus they might need cash flow and management reporting that go around it. But how does all of that start? Literally with a conversation. What's a conversation? We have a meeting together. So tracking monthly, I've said monthly goal setting meetings. It might just even be meetings with your business clients. I get it, we're all online. You know, if you're watching this in the future, it's currently the middle of a, a weird COVID environment. You might have to do it on Zoom. So be it, that's the world we're in. Do more of them if you are wanting to grow or even if you're just wanting to increase your average fee. Um, but this the number of goal setting meetings, you might have heaps of business clients or you might be a multidisciplinary firm. For those that don't know, that basically means you, for most you do um, accounting tax, uh, financial planning and you do mortgage broking. Then you'll be wanting to improve your average client fee because you would want in, in, in best case scenario, every client 
gets tax work done, gets financial planning support, and gets all their, their mortgages and finance done through your business. So average client fee is very important there. And then how do we get to that? What's well, having those meetings? So when they come in to get their tax work done, do they also then have a, a the mortgage broker have a quick flick over uh, the loans they've got at the moment? Uh, or do they maybe have a quick chat to them and say, hey, what's on the radar for the next 12 months? They might be need to release some equity to buy something. They might be looking to upgrade their home. Um, they might be struggling a bit. Money comes in paycheck to paycheck. They need help with personal budgeting. So this is financial planning with cash flows. With we've got surplus funds. Where do we invest it? With hey, we're thinking of buying an investment property. What do we need to know? Hey, we're thinking of getting rid of it. Hey, should we put more money into soup? There's a million questions. How do we navigate that? We have goal setting meetings. So it doesn't just have to be business. You can see there's a few different examples. It depends on your business, how you work, how you want to work with your clients and going forward, the type of clients. Last week or the week before, we spoke about ideal clients. That's going to shape what we've now come to today, which is looking at uh, if your ideal clients are going to be business clients, then you're going to be running more goal-setting type meetings with them and looking for opportunities to help them with more business type services. If you work more with individuals and the business really revolves around financial planning and mortgage broking, then you want to be having those type of conversations. And yeah, we want to get the tax and accounting arm working as well as we can, but the growth, you might know that in that type of business at yours, the growth engine is really the financial planning. So we've got a whole lot of tax clients that have never been touched or contacted by mortgage broking or financial planning or hasn't been recently, then that needs to be a key focus. So review your clients. Here's some, here's some bonus tips. Review your clients at least annually. So is every single client to you profitable? I'm guessing no. And I'm guessing you probably can't confidently even answer that question. So some might have super high margins. Average client fee is very high. On that particular job, average hourly rate is probably high. You're gonna have others where it's the opposite. Their fee is low, average hourly rate is low. If you tracked, let's throw another one in here. Write-offs. If you were to track write-offs, great clients, probably very few. Terrible clients, heaps of write-offs. So for those poor performance, you might be losing money on them, they might be super low, they might not be ideal, you don't know why they, they even work with you, I'll give you a tip, it's because they come back every year and give you money, that doesn't mean you need to put up with their, you know what. So reprice them or rehome them. The ones you don't want, the ones you don't like, the ones that you're writing off or they're losing you money, reprice, rehome. Um, I would usually suggest rehome them, okay? Because you already don't want to work with them. So if you reprice them and go, I'll just price them out of the market, it doesn't always work. They sometimes hang around. You double their price and they stay, and then you think, you could pay me 10 times and I still don't want to work with them. You already know you should rehome them. So just bit of backbone, get rid of them, rip the Band-Aid off. Um, if you start to crunch these and you regularly track them, you're going to be shocked at some of the numbers you're going to see. But it's going to give you a baseline and a starting point. Um, you'd probably be even more shocked when, if you were to compare them to, say, some modern firm benchmarks that I have. 
Um, but it's a baseline, it's a starting point, and there can be some new habits developed and new processes improved to start to you know improve some of these numbers. So if you'd like to get some better numbers, uh, just reach out to me. Uh, you can email me brad at bradturville.com or you can visit bradturville.com or you could just go to modernfirmpractices.com. They're all going to lead you to the same place. Um, we can book in a call. We can go over your numbers. Um, we'd love to see what these numbers look like for you. We'd love to share some insights into what these numbers could look like, not at the very top of the game, but at where a quite a good run business where the main cohort of well-run businesses are at, um, there's there's generally not um, uh, something astronomical in there. You just need to be open to some new ideas, be open to some modern firm practices and some modern firm habits. And hey, we might need to rehome some team members. We might need to rehome some clients. That's just part of the journey, you know. The, the, for the caterpillar to uh, turn into the butterfly, it's got to jump in the cocoon for a bit and have a little bit of a transformation. So, if you're interested, reach out. If you want to do it yourself, do it. If you still want to do it yourself and you want to share them with me, hey, I'm giving you plenty of options here. But crunch your numbers. You are the accountants. Don't be the builder with the unbuilt house. You can eat these numbers for breakfast. If you can't. I can show you in five seconds. They're very quick and very simple, very good to be tracking. And that is going to start the process of improvement to you to become and run more of a modern firm practice. That's enough for this week. I'm Brad Turbo. Until next week, this has been the Modern Firm Practices Show.